I'd like to welcome you, dear viewers, to another in our series, The Best in Islam, where we're looking at what Islam considers to be the best in our lives, whether it is in the mundane aspects of our lives, which may not seem to be connected to religion, or whether it is from the religious acts themselves, or those related to the religion, there is in Islam general guidance for what is in fact best. So that is what we're looking at. What Allah said in the Quran, what Prophet Muhammad, may God's peace and blessing be upon him, said from his sunnah, this provides for us a platform from which we would understand what's best in our lives. The texts of the Quran and the Sunnah, which speak about what is best, were compiled into a single compilation, which I published back in the 90s. Currently, it is being published in India and in Malaysia. And you can follow all of the hadiths that we speak about here and the verses of the Quran in that text. Anyway, we are moving on now to another theme, and the theme here is that of fasting. What's best with regards to it? First and foremost, it was referred to as the best of deeds. We have a narration from Abu Umama in which he reported that he asked the Messenger of Allah, Ayyul Amali Afdal, which deed? is best. Faqal, he replied, عَلَيْكَ بِالصَّوْمِ فَإِنَّهُ لَا عِدْلَ لَهِ He replied, fasting, for there is nothing equal to it. Fasting, because there is nothing equal to it. The Prophet, may God's peace and blessing be upon him here, described the best deed as fasting. We've had other narrations in which we describe the best deed as being saying that there's no God worthy of worship but Allah. The best deed in some narrations for those who asked was not to get angry. The best deed in other circumstances he gave other answers. So from it we understood that the best deed may vary from person to person. There is an ultimate best, which is the declaration of faith, but that, under the general umbrella of the best of deeds, are things which are relevant to different individuals. 
So one person who had a difficulty in managing his anger, he told him the best deed for you is control your anger. This other person, Abu Umama, one of his companions, asked him, what deed is best? And he told him, fasting, because there's nothing equal to it. Other occasions he told other people. So his wisdom led him to give what was best suited to the person who was asking. But on other occasions, he would speak of the best in general. So in this case, for Abu Umama, he prescribed fasting. He also prescribed fasting for young people who couldn't get married, who had the desire to get married, but they didn't have the means to get married. He said, fast after that, fast. Because for them, he went on to explain, it reduces the desires, the physical desires, which may cause people to develop bad habits. In Islam, we're advised to fast. Fasting is a solution for cooling out desires for those who desire to be married, sexual desires, and are unable to fulfill those desires. So, in the case of Abu Umama, Allah knows best whether that was what was behind his circumstance, that the Prophet gave him that advice, or whether it was just general advice anyway. We can take that hadith on its general implication that fasting, there's no equivalent to it. The goals of fasting are fundamentally to achieve God consciousness, because that's what Allah described the fast as producing. In order that you may become God conscious. That's the actual phrase that God uses in the Quran to describe purpose of fasting, to develop that God consciousness. Of course, we all need it. That's not something special to some people and not to others. We all need God consciousness. So, fasting is one of the best ways of developing that God consciousness. Because who knows that you fast? Who knows that you're fasting? You may appear like everybody else to be fasting during the month of Ramadan. You're not eating and drinking publicly. But when nobody's around, you could be eating and drinking. Even in the workplace, you could step into the bathroom, you have your Snickers bar in your pocket and take a bite and come back out. You look like everybody else. Fasting. But you're not. So, this is something between you and God. What stops you from doing that, biting your Snickers bar, what stops you is that this was a command from God. God knows what you're doing. You can hide from the people going in the bathroom, but you can't hide from God. So, that awareness of God, which causes you to fulfill the requirements of the fast, that is what we want to heighten and to develop during fasting. Because the more that we can be conscious of God, the better people we become. Ultimately, this is where the best lies. Taqwa. Inna akramakum endallahi atqakum.
indeed the most noble of all human beings in the sight of Allah is the one most conscious of God. Not the one with the most money, from the highest caste, from the most powerful family, or the other areas that people tend to think that power lies, fame. What is most important to God, what God judges or uses as the basis of judging who is in fact the best of people is consciousness of God. So fasting heightens that consciousness. And that's why there's nothing equivalent to it, nothing else equal to it. In other narrations, the Prophet, may God's peace and blessing be upon him, has said that Allah said, all other deeds are done for ourselves. Human beings do them for themselves. They take direct benefit from it. Whereas in the case of fasting, it is done purely for Allah. Allah said, and I would personally reward for it. Special. He gives the special reward. That special reward is expressed in the gate in paradise. Rayyan. A gate in paradise specially for those who fast. Allah has set it aside specifically for those who fast. So fasting has a very important role to play in human life. So much so that all of the prophets fasted. Allah prescribed fasting for all of the nations before. That's why in the Quran when Allah talks about the fast of Ramadan, He speaks about the people who came before doing similar things. Different time in the year, the month is named by a different name, but basically it's the same principle. That this was prescribed for human beings because they need, human beings need to develop a consciousness of Allah, a heightened consciousness of Allah. So the Prophet, may God's peace and blessings be upon him, told Abu Umama to stick to fasting. Alayka bisawm, fast. Make it a part of your life. Make it a regular part of your life. Because there's nothing equal to it. And that's why the Prophet, may God's peace and blessing be upon him, also recommended fasting on Mondays and Thursdays of every week. So that we don't think of fasting as only being confined to one month in the year, the month of Ramadan. It is a month of fasting, truly. We fast the whole month. No other month in the year are we allowed to fast the complete month, Ramadan. However, we are encouraged in every month, every week, to fast Mondays and Thursdays. These are recommended days of fasting. They're good for us. And we should try to keep them, introduce them into our lives. Our whole family fasts together, breaks our fast together. It's a great unifier. And it's a great purifier. In coming episodes, we will look in more depth in fasting. But for now, we're going to take a break and come back to look further into the greatness, the best qualities of fasting. I'll see you after the break.
السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته. Islamic Online University prevents you with the golden opportunity to study the various branches of Islamic studies from the comforts of your home. Now, you get to study at your own time schedule and at a pace that suits you best. IOU is the brainchild of Dr. Bilal Phillips, who envisioned an institution that would offer undergraduate and postgraduate courses online and completely tuition-free. Choose from the widest range of programs that you can ever imagine. Bachelors in Islamic Studies Intensive Arabic Program Global Quran Memorization Program Bridge to Masters in Islamic Studies Bachelor's Certificate and Diploma in Psychology, Education, Islamic Finance, Business Administration, and Information Technology. And The Crown. Master's in Islamic Studies. Our syllabus is based on the Bachelor's Degree Program of Madinah University, Om Durman Islamic University, Al-Azhar University, and other reputable Islamic institutions. Your journey to acquire Islamic knowledge is just a click away. IOU is globally accredited. No traveling required. Save time and money. Study according to your own schedule. Assignments, tests, and exams conducted online to help you ace each course. Audit stream for those who have no time for exams. Textbooks and Islamic resources are completely free. Study under the guidance of highly qualified scholars. Enlighten yourself with the power of knowledge. Get access to live sessions, lectures, audios, and much more. Customize your own study plan and pick anywhere between two to nine courses per semester. If you are looking for something even more flexible, do not despair. We have got you covered. IOU offers a completely free online diploma consisting of more than 35 courses. Say goodbye to time constraints. Join the world's first tuition-free Islamic university with a massively diverse student body from around the world. Islamic Online University Changing the nation through education Register now and get started. Visit www.iou.edu.gm for more details.